What's going on, guys? Welcome back to It's Literally Fine, a podcast. Maria Papadakis with Emily Savard. What's up? Back at it again. I know you guys missed us last week because we didn't release an episode, but we are back this week with our amazing moms. Woo! But before we get to introduce them, Em, whose episode is sponsored by? This episode is sponsored by Good Vines White Wine Spritz, only 120 calories and available at your LCBO now, so get it while it's hot. These are amazing. They're amazing. We love them every week. It's the vibe. Summer vibes. Good Our moms times, are ready to good crack vibes. Them, crack them open and yeah, start we're drinking. doing it all. We're doing it all. But we are so happy to have our moms on today. <laughs> Obviously, Mother's Day just happened, and Em and I were talking, and we were like, how awesome would it be to have our own moms on the show? Because they're the reason why we do all this stuff. They've been our biggest supports. They've been the women who have shown us the way in many different aspects of life. But how are you guys doing today? Good? Good. We're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little good. nervous? A little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it's normal. It's it normal. Is. It's, very, it's very normal. And obviously, like, every time we have guests on our podcast, you always say it's just a conversation. So it's yeah, like, it's you're talking to us. Yeah. Hanging out. Hanging out. Like, we're hanging out on a patio, which we wish we were. Which we wish we were. Exactly. Same. So, we're just going to jump right into it. Obviously, you're both moms. You've worked your entire lives. And you've also raised three kids each. So, how has it been managing like a work and life balance? So whichever one you, you guys want, can just take the floor first. one at a time if you would like. I think, you know what, I think that, you know, over the years it has kind of changed because the priorities were when the kids were younger that, you know, we spend more time with them. But now that they're older and they have their own lives, it's easier to balance um, and I think that the roles in our family changed in terms of my husband and myself. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like, uh, Sherry said it, it, it has its stages. Um, mm-hmm. but I just found that every stage it was busy no matter what it was yeah. from babies to even now, even all three are still at home. It's still busy at home. And sometimes yeah. you wonder, I don't understand how, is it that it can still be so busy when they're older? But it's just the dynamics have changed, the roles have changed. But um, I just find that when they were younger, you just had this energy or this, somehow you just kept it going and you don't know what was pushing you or what the drive was or what superpower as moms have, but you just somehow kept the balance and kept going. And you needed less sleep. When they were younger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now naps are essential. Naps are essential. <laughs> they know Sunday afternoon, mom's going for a nap. Leave yeah, her that's, no, right. Same that's thing right. Mom. Same thing. You just know. But I think I think to your point, Christina, like moms are super humans. And, yeah, like they super are. moms. Like no one can do it like a mom can, honestly, I don't think, because like you have so many jobs and like so many things you have to do for your kids, right? So it's like a constant on yep. your toes, no sleep, like you said, just keeping it going. Right. Wear so many yeah. hats. Wear many, many hats, exactly. Many hats. What was the hardest part for you both raising kids, do you think? Like, maybe your, like, toughest lesson you learned as a mom. Mm. I know it's hard. We were, like, going over these questions and we're like, are these tough? Like, I think it's balance. Yeah. It's trying Mm -hmm. to find Mm -hmm. balance with, like, your individual, to share time with your husband, to share time with your kids, and being able to make sure that you've, you've touched all those bases and given everyone equal time, but sometimes... Your personal time is always sacrificed. Right. Yeah. Very yeah. true. I remember actually back to uh, prior to Emily and, you know, you had your own time. You could do what you wanted to do when you wanted to do it, you know, go for a walk, go to the store, that kind of thing. And then after the first baby, 
it's kind of a there was a little bit of a uh oh <laughs> I, my time is not my own anymore <laughs> right my time has to be devoted to her when she needs me which is all the time right and even so trying <laughs> to nap and even trying to nap you know when she was napping as a baby but then after baby number two like you know they say uh the first one you follow around everywhere and right you make sure that they have everything the second one you're a little looser with it and the third one you just hang out the window when they need so to go. basically Demetra and Jules both have it oh, like the easiest they could come in murder mm-hmm. and Honestly. no one would say yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. there was no you know see see I gotta back up here <laughs> Alexandra was the 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 nice like the the gifted child she was so Alexandra sit down Alexandra there was no sleep time with Maria. Yeah, I heard that. She when told me Maria that. rolled in, it was like there is a picture that is actually um, would actually describe who Maria was <laughs> and, and describe what state I was when Maria was a baby. Because we were on vacation in Mexico, and it was me sitting there with holding my head because I was so exhausted <laughs> chasing her on the beach for a week <laughs> and getting her off the stage is. with the band because she just wanted to play the tambourine oh on the God. stage. Oh, that's yeah. So I literally <laughs> invaded the show because I needed to be the center of attention I love as a it. kid. That's like, so oh cute. That's, well, that's middle child me. syndrome though. Yeah, like, well, I mean, I don't know if Jake has that really more so. It's I think it's different because he's a boy. Oh, yes. Okay. It's different because, like, even my dad, my dad's the middle of two sisters. Okay. Very, very different. But when it's, like, three of the same, you see the middle child syndrome. Yeah. yeah. I just remember seeing photos of you just, like, yeah. like a crazy <laughs> There's a picture of running around. my sisters, and we're with my grandparents. And my older sister's standing, like like this in the picture I'm yelling at a bird and then my younger sister's just like looking at me like what like, like that <laughs> picture just depicts the three of us as, as the a dynamics yeah, of the so family funny, but yeah. speaking yeah. of girls and obviously like you having one boy like did you find it harder to raise the girls versus the boy or was it did you find it hard just having a lot of girls in the house in general for the both of you there's a lot of estrogen at home poor dad <laughs> yeah fair my dad my dad poor guy <laughs> I don't know. I For me, I just, you know, we had Jacob as a second child. So he technically, going back to what we were talking about with making sacrifices, he was the oldest boy. Right. So, yeah. And right. Emily being the oldest girl. Right. So he was just a different kid. And he was sick when he was younger. So um, different vibes. there was a lot of stuff that surrounded that, which didn't really give us the boy experience right off the bat when he was mm-hmm. little. Um, but then afterwards, after all of his surgeries and things, then we were able to experience the boy stuff right. that went with that. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, it's so weird because I gr- like growing up with a brother, I feel like I've experienced a little bit of different life than growing up if I had had all sisters, sisters like you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, my sister and I are so far apart in age, too, that I just feel yeah. like... Seven years is a big difference, but you are so close in age to both your sisters. It's because all of us, like you guys, timed it quite well because we're all four, we're all four years apart. So I like, I think not to give myself credit, but because there is someone in the middle, like it's a little bit different because there's like the four years apart and three people in the center, right? So you know, at least that way, like you have the balance of two people on either side. So I don't know. I feel like the difference is there, but it's also very close. I don't find though that. There's an age gap, us three, you guys together. Like no. Dimitra with Alex, who are eight years apart. Like you, you don't like, see it. When people walk in, you think that they're only a couple of years apart. I don't think there's a 
there's a very well, close all of us they're very like, close you have like a balance of like the the three of you all being in a certain age but we're all going through things almost like at the same time yeah, as you go true. through them like all of us like me and Dee graduated the same year she was in grade eight i was in grade 12 right and then like it just kept going mm-hmm. like that right? right so it was always like you were going through things a little bit different but also the same but yeah. having sisters it's also very different you have a very different experience you yell at each other for stealing clothes and yeah. makeup and this and that and <laughs> And you know? well, you know what? And with with Emily and Juliana, like Emily and Jake are only two years apart, mm-hmm. homies. Then there's five years before Juliana was born, so she's kind of like a, a bit of a second family. So we didn't get that closeness right off the bat. It yeah. was more Emily and Jake. She's a little That's did everything to together, to like a little but baby, now you know. Now she's 18. Well, yeah, so. now she's an adult. So it's, it's so weird because we used to talk about when this day would come that Jules is an adult mm-hmm. and going to yeah. university because it felt so far away, right? Yeah. Like when I was yeah. in high school, she's in elementary school and I'm like, yeah, you can't relate to me kind of thing, you know? Like yeah. I'm way more mature than you and I've experienced it's more true. life. But now that she has a boyfriend, she's going to school next year for criminology, same as Demetra. Yeah. So it's like, she's now experiencing like what I was like always talking and to her about relate. and I can relate to her and I can help her through it and help her understand. But when I was like in high school and helping her through her, like her kid, like being a kid, it's it true. was like, yeah, I'm cooler than the you. Gap, Don't talk the to gap me. The gap seems smaller now. Yeah, definitely. They do. 100%. Even when my older sister was like, we were in elementary school and like she was in grade eight and I was in grade four. She was like, don't you dare come near me. And yeah. even when like she was in high school, I, I was in high school and like Alex was like early university, she was still like, don't come near me, you're a child. And then we went to Greece one summer and then like I matured and like that's when we yeah. came close because yeah. she could finally relate and be like, hey, you're not an idiot anymore. I can talk <laughs> to you about things. You know what yeah. I mean? No, yeah. that's totally fair. And the, yeah. the stealing clothes thing, like that happened now but it never happened in the time that we lived together it's more so like here are my clothes now if yeah. you want them oh no i find my sister but like i always hear stories like i'm wearing your shirt and like leaving you know what i mean so <laughs> oh sorry oh, laptop. There we go. so i guess from there like jumping into like marie and i specifically in our jobs and how we work in media and have the podcast and everything like that how do you guys feel um, from a personal standpoint of like having kids who are in the public eye or like putting themselves out there on podcasts and like Maria works for TFC. Like, how do you, how do you feel about that? Like, what is your like take on it? More so like having being so open about what we yeah, like go being in the public and, like, eye, our lives. I, th- I mean, <clears throat> when I heard that she was doing that, I mean, I was, I was her biggest fan kind yeah. of a thing and pushed her to, you know, exceed and, and follow her dream. The only thing I ever told her as um, advice is just watch what you do because personally what you post and social media is such a huge, could be a good thing and a bad thing and can take you down as fast as to bring you up. So it's just more of just watching what you're posting, your personal life, just keeping that so separate and private because at the end of the day, when you're out there, you're in the public eye and everyone knows and everyone's going to Google, look for you yep. on any mm-hmm. form of uh, social media platform. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just more of just taking care of who you are personally, making sure that that doesn't go get out for anywhere sure. and being yeah. careful in that sense. Completely. Otherwise, so proud. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. And and I wanted I wanted to say that it fits what you do. It fits your personality. It fits yeah. the both of you. Like just watching you when Maria started to open the yes. she opened the podcast. Yeah. I was like, whoa, this is going to be good. <laughs> so good, you know. But um, and I totally agree with Christina on the safety side of being in the public eye. But we also have grandma for that. 
grandma, oh my God, my grandma is like a savage on Instagram. Like she will literally send me posts and be like, do you think this is a good thing to post? And I'm like, grandma? (laughs) Or on Facebook. Or on Facebook. She'll be like, what does this mean? What does this caption mean? And I'm like, it's just so funny. Grandma's grandma's commenting. Yeah, exactly. I think too, like Marie and I growing up doing dance and singing and all that, like it kind of just like pushed us in this direction. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like to have our own podcast, it just took us a while to get here. But like, at the same time, I think growing up in the artistic background and, and having those like parts of our lives being such huge parts, it, it just kind of like morphed into what it was, which is great. Yeah. Being but, that center of attention. And it's true. Like, yeah. Even, and with you too. Um, and when you were dancing, when you were singing on the stage in Brooklyn Fair and yeah. like, I could have never done that myself. So I live vicariously through you as you yes. did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know why? When you saw them on stage and, and, you know, we used to do those competitions, Dance. you could just yeah. see who just owned the stage and who yeah. just didn't want to be there. Yeah. And you yeah. owned the stage. Yeah. You literally yeah. Yeah. would come out owning the stage. I love that. I always say it. I miss performing. No, I, I say it all the time. I'm like, that's the, the one thing I honestly miss the most is like musical theater and like singing and dancing and all that. But I think that's actually why we do so well with the pod is because we both have that drive to like be entertainers and and want to talk about what we're feeling and our friendship and our relationships Mm -hmm. and everything like that. So it kind of just like played into it, you know? For sure. But like talking about social media and like how everyone keeps tabs on, on everything now, like you guys both had kids in the nineties and kids early two thousands. So like, how did you find the difference of like raising kids in kind of like an evolving era? Cause like mm-hmm. things have changed so much now. Like even for example, like as like the, the youngest two going through high school, like social media was so prevalent and like, it's yeah. like, how do you teach kids like the fine line between reality and false reality and all that? Right. Right. I don't know. Like when Alex was going through high school and you know, like the only thing we had was a phone and then we had one laptop at home so mm-hmm. you could keep tabs mm-hmm. as we progressed through the years all of a sudden everyone had their own laptop and so if you try to take something away from them there was somewhere else where they could actually connect yeah. you took away their phone they're upstairs in their bedroom yeah. on their ipad you <laughs> yeah, know what i mean they're like yeah you think i can take my phone away while i'm going upstairs on my ipad <laughs> right kind of a yeah. thing but i think we just kind of raised them and and you know just kind of hope to god that they were on the right platforms and the right things and whatever they were looking at that they didn't you know and we just you know you just keep tabs on them and just, you can see a child if there's something not going the right way so yeah um it was more difficult with Demetra because like she was born into that social media like right. she was literally mm-hmm. born with a phone and an ipad in her hand almost like she, yeah. yeah right i mean so same thing with jules i yeah. think it's more difficult to keep tabs on this generation than it was when our eldest um was born and yeah. I, I completely agree with that and I think I think that when Emily and Jake were born in the 90s it was more like it was just easier there it was more pure and simple and not as many dimensions to have to worry about but now then Juliana was born in 2002 and she moved right into that digital age and wanted that cell phone at grade five and Emily didn't get one until she hit grade nine yeah, we, we, made, we made sure that, that and so there was like a lot that. of that and um you know and and a lot of the even down to the simple thing like walking around the corner and going to the park I wouldn't let Emily go until she was 12 on her own to meet her friends whereas Jules was you know off with her cell phone and yeah. meeting her friends and, the youngest privilege yes <laughs> so true yes but then that leads to other things nowadays that you know they they Jules sees you doing things 
right. Emily, and she wants to be a part of that and do those things too, but we're still kind of holding back a little yeah. bit on yeah. things. That makes right? sense, I think. It's very different. It's just so different, right? Mm-hmm. It isn't like the biggest, like we always talk about like social media and like how it affects like young women, yeah. how it affects mental health, how it affects body image and all that stuff. And like, you know, I think how do you like as moms like you always teach your girls and and any 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 child that you have like about to really appreciate who they are and like their bodies and their mental health and all that and not to compare how do you navigate that like how do you teach like because that's something that we always talk about like how do you teach a kid to like love them love themselves like how did you guys do that with difficulty (laughs) i'm gonna say i think if you if you provide it at home that love and nurture you know nurturing your children at home and making them believe that you know, yeah good about themselves but social media and that phone and that camera and you know you're taking pictures and you're zooming and then i've caught myself every time i take a picture of myself i'm zooming yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what angle you're at has really uh like narrowed in on everyone's self body image and i yeah. i found growing up it was just pictures yeah. and mm. you just looked at your pictures yeah. and and there was nowhere to post and no one else was looking at them other than yourself it's you develop them yeah right yep. where now they're everywhere and i see all you girls at home when you're trying to do an instagram post or something and <laughs> the angle the light the, the how you're taking a yeah. picture it's, it's that true. image yet i know you guys are confident about yourselves but sometimes y- you can almost see that oh, man, I got to lose more weight or that, you know, it's right. just that yeah. constant battering mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of yourselves because you guys don't think you're skinny enough. But the point is, I'm glad actually in, t- in today's world, the image of the bigger woman, the person who's normal and natural and is yeah. not a size double zero is coming back yeah. in media and making everyone feel that it's okay. That's your yeah. size and that's who you are. And that's, and bringing back that body image and that confidence back to, um, totally. Yeah. The last five years have been crucial for that. I think in big, terms of like viewing big. body images and viewing what is a normal body mm-hmm. versus what people think is a normal body. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so I and like kind of breaking that narrative. So like I completely agree with that. Yeah. And feeling comfortable in yourself, right? Yeah. It takes it, it, people take different amounts of time to and have different experiences in that proverbial invisible backpack that they carry everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you know. Yeah, it depends how who you interact with, how you interact with people and the things, you know, somebody says something at a certain point of your life when you're feeling vulnerable and, you know, when you're in our in, in the olden days when I was a kid, uh, <laughs> you didn't really see yourself. Right. Except if you purposely looked in a mirror. I don't remember purposely looking in a mirror when I was a kid. I didn't right. really see myself. I just saw other people. Right. You know, but um, the way they looked. And um, but nowadays with all the selfies, oh um, I cannot still <laughs> bring myself to do like selfies. Well, yeah, even like my I mom will take photos of that. me like like Christmas. You know, when I go home back to Oshawa yeah. for Christmas and I'm like, oh, can you get a photo of my outfit? Like I want to post like my fit. And she's literally like, oh, my here we go again. Here we go again. Because like they don't get, they don't understand yeah. it the same way. You know that we. I'd be like, Yo, Maria, can you take a photo of me? You're like, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because like we understand that part of yeah. like wanting to present it on social media, but like they didn't grow up that way. No. So it's so different. No. That's because it turns out to be like 25 pictures. And I'm of like, the I don't like this thing. angle. No. Exactly. Why'd you zoom said. the picture? Just 
Oh yeah, take don't zoom. Normally. I'm like, I don't know what you want to go see. <laughs> the best is the iPad picture. Every Christmas, I my mom know. takes out this iPad, <laughs> and she's like, Maria, somehow I'm always elected, so my face is half cut off. It's like this big in it, and I'm like, oh my god. And we're sitting there trying to take this thing oh, on the iPad. Yeah, so it's, true. it's the best picture every Christmas. Yeah, yeah, because everyone's yelling at each other back. Shut really, up, smile. It's a really great time. One, two, so three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I guess from there, moving into like another part of life that girls and guys go through, but girls a lot more so navigating dating so heartbreak dealing with girls who are like maybe in like a toxic relationship when they're younger don't really recognize it and then moving out of that or like or how dealing do you with ha- a guy that you guys don't like yeah like maybe <laughs> there's a boyfriend you guys don't like I mean I guess for you and I mom like I had like a high school I had two high school boyfriends and then one university and then one now yeah so it's like it was kind of like spread out I wasn't like a serial dater in high school thank god but you know what I mean like I feel like like the heartbreak was like so, I look at it now and I'm like it's so minimal but like probably looks so big to you uh, at the time, you, you know, <laughs> and you being the oldest and you being the oldest and the yeah. first one that I had to kind of guide through that experience, that was really difficult. And I just h- hoped that it would end at yeah. some point, you know, but I also do feel like you might've lost at least half a year of high school. Yeah. Just in stress, the stress and the worry about that first relationship not working out right kind of thing right you know yeah. um but but then it, but now that you look back on it you know that well now I'm like how was I worried about you but know I feel I mean? like I did the same thing yeah as a kid I did the same thing my first relationship it was hard to get over when that wasn't gonna when I realized it wasn't gonna work out right, right? Just part um of and now with Juliana, she's had one boyfriend. She for the last four years, so she will likely marry. likely marry, so. and <laughs> hopefully, and we never have to deal with that Same heartbreak. With you, yeah, yeah, exactly. right. But it was very, yeah, very different for myself because I was like, no, no, I don't no, care. but like, like well, similar in the way that Jules, like Jules yeah. had one boyfriend. You've had one boyfriend. Like I've had people, marry. like my mom, like I had brought one guy over. My dad told me never bring him back. He more for a Halloween party. Like <laughs> There's been like, there's been those, you know what I mean? Like I've had people come through, but like I was never, and you know me as a person, if I didn't like you, I was like cutting goodbye. Like I was never a dater unless I really liked it. So in that, kind of all of us were kind of like that. Yeah. You know what? Like it's true. Like no no one's ever brought anyone home unless they're serious. So um, Alex and Alex with Johnny, they've been together for five years and she, you know, there were times where, you know, things were kind of, you know, on the rocks there, but, and that was tough to see and it was tough to guide, but you just, you just walk them through it and, you know, they're still together. Thank God. And I think they're going to be, you know, end up together. You know, we were talking to Marie on the way down here. I'm like, wow, six months. That's, that's, my prayer's been answered. <laughs> She's like, yeah, because I was telling her that Lily and I were approaching six months in so like, uh, like a week or a week and a half. And she's like, oh my God, that's like the longest someone's been around. <laughs> like, you have to keep to the curve. And I'm like, so I don't. True. Yeah. So, so true. It's, it's, it's definitely weird because like, you guys have to deal with seeing us upset about certain things. Like there's been situations where like, I've been so frustrated and I've given up on everything. And mom's like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's him for yourself. You're panicking because you're not in this relationship anymore. And like, am I yeah. going to find anybody else? But yeah. if I remember going back maybe a, a year, like I remember you were talking and you're like, oh, my life, I'm just going to be single. And, and I just kept telling <laughs> you the like right person <laughs> hasn't come into your life it has it hasn't I believe in timing and I believe in fate and how things come to Definitely, you and I, need to. I just think that it was not right the right time and 
you know, Louie came around at the right time because she was at that time in her life where she was ready for a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. maybe if it had come a year ago, maybe mm-hmm. this maybe would not have worked out because she wasn't in a mindset for a relationship. That's exactly so, the same way I view it. Yeah. That's yeah. so spot on. Because yeah. yeah. you have to be like mentally ready for that stuff. And like you guys like recognizing that and like kind of just letting us also like go through it because you can't helicopter as a parent yeah. either and go through that like you no. have to like let your i just keep smacking this mic <laughs> you have to let your kids like go through things but like speaking of like like experience like that like obviously you guys have seen all your kids go through a lot of different things but what's one mm-hmm. thing you wish like you've never had you wish your kids never had to experience whether it could it be a, anything it could be anything whether it was a heartbreak or an audition that went wrong or you know something traumatic that happened like for example the breaking her femur like yeah, you know what i mean was... like you think about a lot of things like what's something that you guys wish like you you didn't have to see your kids go through that like almost taught you a lesson in the end or you know or experience. a time yeah. i would say a time in the in, in our lives in the last 25 mm-hmm. years that you maybe wish if you could something out of your control like we could say COVID-19 for example if you could erase one thing from your kids experiencing throughout their lives what would it be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think for each kid it's probably going to be something different right yeah because everybody's pathways are different and you know I think in general if you want to say all three kids I would say and this is going to seem kind of small but maybe uh loss loss of and a family pet honestly yeah. like if all three of them that was really hard yeah um, yeah and Losing you know having really to having to say you know if you're gonna have a pet this is how it's gonna yeah it, it yeah ha- you have to be prepared for this to happen you have to it's like which is a family you have to, exactly which is the same thing it comes to like playing like being a parent like you have to mm-hmm. your kids don't know that when they get the pet they think it's gonna live forever yeah you know what i mean but like you guys obviously would know like pets mm-hmm. die and that's exactly how life goes mm-hmm. so like having to relay that to your children and be like this is how life goes this is how life goes on yeah. it's i think that's and i think disappointment is another one peace yeah. times i think disappointment like you know when they've been uh looking forward to something and it mm-hmm. didn't come out the way yeah. you wanted to mm-hmm. if you could actually take that away but i think loss is huge i mean if for any if for anyone to not to experience loss yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a big one yeah no crying, no crying. oh my god I'm, i literally started, started to like i'm like hey pull together I know, here i know i know <laughs> so then from there what's the biggest lesson you learned when you were kids that you may have brought over to raising your own kids now could be anything or a lesson your kids have taught, taught you. you from being a parent well, mm. they keep telling me, don't stress out, mom. Mm. Yeah. I'm always like, stop stressing. It's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. I think perseverance to just keep going. You know, time continues on. You can get through this. Um, and I think independence was another thing. that, yeah. as, a, as a For me, my family promoted independence. Which is weird because my dad's didn't. Yeah. So like it was the play, right? When yeah. I was going away to university and to meet Maria and I, all that, I was literally like going out on a whim, but my mom was like, yo, go. Like, you're going to have a great time and meet so many new people. My dad's like, stay home. I'll buy you a car. And I'm like, D- but I want to experience. Like, because that's my siblings, we all went away and yeah. lived away at university. And that was how we were taught to, that's how we were brought up was that independence yeah. thing, right? But as you said, dad's family was, was not. All, they yeah. went to school they lived in London. They went to school at Western. and Which is totally... So like, now we have both yeah. in you know our family. I mean? It's just crazy to look right? at it and be like, 
like my mom would push me to go and do some things on my own, like go and experience it. Like you mm-hmm. should do what you want to do. But I knew do. you would be okay with that. Yeah. I knew you would, your, the, your personality, you're independent. You wanted to do your thing. Whereas, you know, Juliana is on the other side of that. She's independent, but she would much rather be at home yeah, exactly. for her first four years of university and then go on from there. Which every makes kid's sense. Different. Every kid's yeah. different. Yeah. Every kid's yeah. different. Yeah. Like, but I think Demetra also saw I am not doing what you two are doing. Yeah. I think she just kind of thought. Like, like, I'm in my own space. I got my stuff set up. I'll do my thing. But that's like Jules. Yeah. My, that's yeah. the same Dinner's thing. done. My laundry's done. <laughs> what more do I want? I got a car to my access. I can go out whenever yeah. I want. No one says boo to me whatever time I come home. Right. So she's, because she wants to go into law. So she's thinking if she doesn't end up in law school in Toronto, she's going to have to be away. So she yeah. stayed home for her four years. Yeah. That's right. what <laughs> Juliana's <laughs> thinking the same thing. Yeah. She, yeah. So she stayed home yes. for the first year and then she moved downtown uh, after that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I was like, so she, <laughs> I'm yeah. And then I came back. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just crazy how everyone's different. Everyone's yeah. independent in their own way. I think in our families, yeah. we just have different ways of going about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's interesting how similar Demetra and Jules yeah. are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Demetra is more, I think Demetra is a little bit more confident in the way of her personality than Jules, but Jules is very confident in the way of her like direction of like arts and wanting to go into criminology. And like, yeah. she's very like technical, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, Demetra probably is too, yeah, but determined. She's very butterfly, like very, social butterfly very, too. Very, you know what very. I mean? Jules is not so much like that. So they're different in that sense, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but everyone's different. What's like mm-hmm. one thing you guys are, or not one thing, but like something you guys are looking forward to as your kids grow up, like, mm-hmm. like for you guys to experience. Weddings, grandchildren. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Calm. Hopefully. Calmness. 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 Get out of that Well, oh, yeah. well with, Brad, with dad retiring in a month, a um, hey. month and a oh, half. Wow. And yeah. And then me retiring next year. Um, I, we're just looking for that, you know, entering that next stage of yeah. our lives and um having people having our kids go and have their lives us still be part of them but have them have their lives and it's it's what goes around comes around you know it comes back to this is a time that's good this is now our time again yes right yeah. and this comes back full circle yeah then you get to put your hands up and just go no yeah <laughs> exactly calm uh, chill. it's like <laughs> Yes. Yes. No, that's true though. That's a that's a good one. That's a good one. So are you guys gonna miss us when we all move out though? That's the other question. That, yes. Yes. It'll be yes. Quiet. yes. Yes. It'll be quiet. It'll be quiet. Yeah. 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 You've been out for a few years. I've left and yeah. come back. Alex has left and come back, but we're all on our way out now. But it's still like it's very it'll be different, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even like living on your own with someone else. Cause like when I lived, when I moved out, I was by myself. So I only had to deal with my own self. Yeah. But like when you move out to live with like a partner or a husband or whatever down the road, like very, very, very different. Yeah. Very well, it's different. funny. We talk about it with dad and he's like, I said, okay, when they move out and they're all gone and they're all married, I said, we're going to go buy a bungalow, but with a pool. And he's <laughs> like, what do you want the pool for? I said, that's how you're going to get them back. He goes, but we've been trying to chase them out of here. <laughs> now you want them back. I said, yeah, because I want the grandchildren to come back. Yes. And oh, have, my yes. gosh. That, that is, is so smart. My dad's going to book a one-plane ticket. He's like, <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. That's great. I love that. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's I think it's funny. just it's just so funny to look at, like, how far we've really come as, yeah. like, adults in, in our own spaces and going through university and all that and, and then moving on to the next step. So 
it's kind of it's kind of crazy. So yeah. then, what is one thing you want your kids to know? So all of us, I guess, as they grow up and they raise their own family, like what's one thing, a piece of advice you would give? I think uh, that no matter what. You need to let your kids know that you'll be there for them, no matter right. what. Yeah. That as they as they go through the trials and tribulations of life that you went through when you were a kid, that um, you're never going to give up on them, and they might not like what you're going to say um, yeah. at certain stages, but um, they will at one point in their lives turn around and go, "Oh, that's why my mom said that," right? Or that's why Dad said no. well it's true because i I remember my mom Mm -hmm. always saying remember Mm -hmm. i'm always your best friend Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh yeah okay whatever right Right? and then now you know because moms have no judgment and they'll tell you the truth even though it hurts yeah no and actually that's a great point i was gonna i was gonna say it's interesting how the mother-daughter relationship over time shifts from being mom this is my mom to this is my mom and also my friend do you know what i mean like i always refer to you mom as like you're one of my best friends right because like i can go to you and i'll call you whenever and it's like i have that same relationship with maria and ariana like it's literally like we're blood and you raised me but we also have a friendship on a separate level you know what i mean but even but even friends like not to say like you two but i'm just saying is like one thing what she taught me wasn't i couldn't understand it until i ended up having my own kids and then going through friend relationships because in your in your years now you're going to get married and you're going to have a group of friends and then you're going to see some friends drop off as your relationships continue because you know friends are there for a time and then they move on and then you you couldn't understand that but one thing my mom's always been there and she's always like that's right mom and and she would tell me the truth. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe she would say that. And I'm like, and then you realize she's why? not, yeah, she's why, because it's the truth. And even though it hurts and you may not like her for it, you'll realize afterwards she was right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she exactly. knew something because an outsider sees something different than being in a relationship mm-hmm. or being in the middle of something. Right. And not knowing how to see that from the outside. Totally. And you will say the same things to your kids. Yeah, I was just so. saying then we'll carry that on down the line, you know? That's right. You say, I'll never say that. I'll never say that. Oh, yeah. You hear yourself yeah. saying yeah. it. Yeah. Say I'll never that. raise why? my kids this way. Yeah. <laughs> why can't I do that? Because that's all. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. So. So what's like, what's your favorite thing about being a mom? Favorite. You can favorite. only pick one thing. Doing these kinds, this kind of stuff, celebrating each individual kid for what they love to do. Yeah, it's just I think watching you guys like yeah. become and follow your dreams and, yeah. and actually seeing it uh, for, to fruition. Yeah, and she always wanted to be in the camera and and some sort of uh, mm-hmm. thing, and just watching that happen. Alex being a teacher, like just watching that happen is and seeing, seeing them dreams, and now yeah. in their careers and the careers blossoming. Like it's just nice, and you know, waiting for Demetra to, you know, ends up going to law school. Like it's just right. it's just yeah. watching that happen and watching that success is gratitude for sure. Like, yeah, totally. Being there and being able to celebrate with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. along the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a great one. So last couple of questions here. Um, they're both about being proud of being a mom. What is one thing you are proud of from of yourselves um, as a mom? Yeah. Hmm. They maybe overcome or overcame, sorry, throughout motherhood or, or something you learned, it changed your perspective. Yeah. What's some, one thing you're proud of to say that you did 
or how you raise your kids as a mom? I think I personally am proud of the fact that even though I had children and my career was went along a little more slowly than Brad's did or Dad's did, um, that I was still able to persevere and uh, realize my dream of being an administrator in an elementary school. Girl power, let's go. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) So true. Yeah, like I, you know, I've had a lot of uh, different careers along the way, like owning a business and then going into administration. But like, I think it's just sticking to your guns and and just continuing on and pressing on and becoming who you are as a person and still trying to keep who you are as an individual in the middle of Mm -hmm. raising a family. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, totally. And I think that girls and moms, women and all are, are, they do so many things. They have their own careers. They have their own families. Mm -hmm. Like they are like the centerpiece of so many people's lives in the workplace, in friendships, in their kids' lives in relationships that they, like like you said, like they wear many hats, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing to celebrate as a mom in Mother's yeah. Day being every May is like, moms should be celebrated every day, not just once a year, obviously, mm-hmm. but also recognize for all that they do and how many hand cookie jars mm-hmm. they have their hands in. Mm-hmm. And what's the proudest moment, if there is one, that you guys have celebrated as like your family or as yourself with your kids, for your kids? I don't know. I don't even know if there's one. Yeah. Like, there's so, like, they're all. God, we've done so much. Yeah. Like, so yeah. many things have gone on. Yeah. Such a. Riding a bike. Eventful life. <laughs> yeah. I know. I exactly. know when we. Like, we've celebrated every kind of yeah. milestone together as a family. So yeah. I think it's just, like, like, we've done all these trips together, commemorating graduations and. Yeah. And yeah. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, Ladies. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's yeah, been oh, awesome. It's great. So nice Thank to have you, for you having guys us. on. Yes. Thank you for yeah. having yes. us. And now you guys all get to see who our moms are, who the ladies are behind yes. all the action. <laughs> yes. Yeah, honestly, it's been really nice having you guys on here. Obviously, like, you guys are the reason why we keep doing what we do every day. And why we have gotten where we are. So we thank you guys every day for what you guys do for us. And we're just really 100%. happy to have you on here. Oh, we're very well, thank proud. You. Very thank proud. You. Thank you. <laughs> guys, catch us next week for another episode of It's Literally Fine. But stay tuned on social. See Thanks. Ya.